my dad's Jewish friends, and he had friends of all different kinds of groups, were just really nice people. And, and so I guess, uh, and, and you, I guess you could almost call him kind of rabbinical. You had a, a big beard, and you know, a Levi obviously means priest class, and, and all that. And, and I and I, I people get mad when we say Judeo-Christian. I mean, really, it is the Abrahamic religions, and, and, and the Jews have made a lot of contributions to things. So I just don't have, I just love humanity so much, Nick, that I see the bad in people, and I see the horrible little Nosferatu creature that's the head of the ADL that behind the scenes has debanked us and run the war against us, and I refuse to give him what he wants to attack the Jews so he can then suck all their money up and control them. I mean, it's a very simple play he's doing, him and Abe Foxman and the rest of these guys. And they're just a Jewish mafia. And just like the Italian mafia, quote, helps the neighborhood, but really sucks off of them. Uh, I, I want to see us all transcend this together. And and, that, and that's what I'm getting at. Because, you know, when I covered a story about Tyson Foods is going to put bug protein in their products now. I don't look, well, how do I make this about Jews? I, that's the biggest meat packer in the country. I'm like, most of what I'm doing is not obsessed with Israel. I do want to go to Israel someday. I've never been there. I want to go to Egypt. It's, you know, every time I'm about to go, it's not safe. I want to go to Russia. It's so fascinating. I'll be accused of being a Russian agent. I got a, uh, I got a visa once and made a joke about it. They went, "Oh, look, he's going to Russia. He's a Russian agent." I'm not a Russian agent. I'm not a Zionist agent. I'm not any of this. I, I just, I, you know, I mean, look at China. There are a billion and a half people, and nothing is Chinese people on average. But they are the most homogenous race-based group, genetically similar, and they're extremely racist. I mean, on average. I mean, I, every time I talk about China taking over Hollywood and China involved in everything, I see the comments, oh, he's coming up from the Jews. I, I mean, if I slip on a banana peel today, it's not Jews. Okay, but a lot of things are Jews. Wouldn't you say that? Or do you disagree? When you look uh, at the well, Iraq war, when you look at mass migration and the ADL and censorship, you know, and we look at the porn industry and You, you don't think part of it was weapons sales and oil deals i mean it's just all the jews i think it was primarily for iraq it was primarily the israelis and the neocons absolutely they they wrote it up in the clean break paper in 96. no that was you're right that yeah. was uh, wesley clark exposed that yeah and, yeah and but they, they the... that's because he was trained by the cia and they had all their people in there so they could set him up he was just a weak country to take down mm, i think that they opposed him because he was actually a strong country and he sent missiles against israel and actually the israelis weren't even the neocons in America were more in favor of it than the Israelis because the Israelis partially recognized, like the Saudis in America, that if we took out Saddam, Iran would fill the power vacuum. Now they want to take out Iran. Well, and yeah, I mean, I mean, Saddam did want an Arab uprising against Israel, which have led to a nuclear war. See, that's the problem, is Iran has nuclear weapons. I, that's confirmed. They don't admit that they do. So does Israel. They got a bunch of them. So... Everybody keeps wanting to drive Israel, you know, into the sea. Well, that's nuclear conflagration. That's the Samson op uh, option. Well, and I don't support that. But well, that's why the Saudi Arabians keep trying to do a deal because they like they like golf courses and hotels and jet aircraft and Ferraris, like like everybody. That's normal. I mean, I, I want to see good in the Muslims, and I see Saudi Arabia's had a lot of problems, but their reforms have been substantive. I agree. Yeah, I mean, like we were talking about before, I think that the number one issue, and we talked about this on the uh, American Journal, I think the number one issue that we have right now is that America has to become a Christian nation. And as a Christian nation, needs to have Christian leadership. You know, you say that you have your father, grandfather, or friends with Jewish people, and they seem like nice people. I'm not out here saying that Jewish people aren't capable of being nice or good people or anything like that, but they don't worship Jesus Christ. 
And the Bible tells us there's only one way to the Father. There's only one way to the true, the good, and the beautiful, and that's through Jesus. When I look around it, whether it's the ADL or the ZOA, when it's the left wing or the, the Zionists, neither of them respect or worship Jesus. And as a consequence, they can't be right. What's more, their allegiance is to their own tribe rather than America. You know, not only am I a Christian, but I'm also America first. So when I look at this conflict, and I wonder what your take on this is, because I've seen this, and this has made me more angry than anything. And I, well, don't invite me to interrupt or it's going to happen. No, no, well, because I really am interested in your take on this, because maybe this is a source of common ground. I'm with you. When I see the Muslims protesting, it makes me mad, because I'm thinking, what are they doing here? They belong over there, not over here. When they do the call to prayer, they're waving their flags. I'm thinking, those people belong in Syria, Palestine, and Iraq. But what makes me even angrier is when I see Ben Shapiro and Mark Levin, and I'm not inviting you to attack them necessarily, but I'm just wondering what you think about this. These people, they don't seem to care about America. The country's being invaded by immigrants, like you point out, the censorship's out of control, forced vaccinations are occurring, and they had the vaccination at Fox. They had a vaccine mandated Fox News at Daily Wire. They had an agreement with Google not to discuss it on YouTube. Now, they were never that mad, though, or emotional about it. Israel gets attacked two weeks ago, and I've never seen Shapiro angrier than he has been these past two weeks. I've never seen the kind of Herculean effort. It's like an alarm went off with Levin and Shapiro, and they go on Fox and they, they threaten this country. They say, if America doesn't give Israel everything it needs, Israel's going to nuke everybody. And it's like this nuclear blackmail. And it's like, hang on a second. Didn't I don't you? think it's like that. I think that's what it is. Yeah. And, and that's and I'm just wondering your thoughts on that, because to me, that's like rogue state behavior. And it's like a fifth column in the United States. Well, that they have is, that influence. This is why I have trouble answering really important questions like this, because there's so much data. Where do you start? So let's just start here. I agree. Ben Shapiro supported the shots, supported the censorship. Uh, Levin and didn't say much about the border. Levin did. He was against the border stuff. So I, I think those are two different people. And, and I, I like Levin a lot more than I like Ben Shapiro. I mean, ben Shapiro was like, yeah, Senator Jones, he deserves it. You know, take all the shots, shut up and take it. It works great. So, I, I mean, I think if you were looking at who's bad, and I'm not in competition with him. Here's the thing, he's another talk show host. He's successful. He's got billions of dollars behind him. I'm not bashing him because he's a successful talk show host. I'm bashing him because uh, once things become popular and he's lost, now he's against the shot. Mm -hmm. So I don't like Ben Shapiro. Let's just get that straight. Uh, I don't think Levin is, I think Levin likes America. I, I watch his show a lot. He's a smart guy, actually. And from his perspective, I'm not going to blame anybody for being loyal to you know what they stand for. But if you just pull back from this, again, I think the whole Israel Palestinian thing becomes a distraction from war in Ukraine and dollar devaluation and fentanyl and pedophilia and, and social credit scores and UN treaties for forced injections and the WEF. Uh, in all fairness, maybe you're right, maybe I'm wrong. I, I just think what I'm covering is the most important stuff. And so it's a perspective thing. And I don't think there's any sacred cows. You know, when the ADL literally certifies the curriculum in colleges, down to the first grade, telling children they're bad because they're Christian or white or Catholic. And the government says Catholics, conservative Catholics are number one threat. I say, Katie, bar the door. You can't criticize Nick Fuentes for what he says 
uh, that's race-based or whatever when you're 10 times more extreme. So I'm saying that. All I want to be recognized as, I'm really trying to have an honest, open debate about this. Well, yeah, and I, I think everybody recognizes that, and that is what made you such a target, is because you have this phenomenal reach and you have this impressive studio and you have a real following, real loyalty to you. And I think they recognize very early well, on. Right. They, they hate the viewers because the power they have. Exactly. This is about cutting them off. Well, yeah, because you are able to reach them and you're able to give them an independent source of information. And, and that's, it's really a power struggle because you with such a media influence become powerful. You, because of your listeners and because they tr the trust that they have in you and because you're able to provide them with real information, they recognize you as an independent base of power in the country. And that threatens their monopoly on information and on the creation of opinion. Well, that's uh, right. The final equation, it's all about how many people can you mobilize? Yeah. It's very cool. But so then let's bring in communist China. Uh, you've got Governor Newsom over there saying, we're going to have nothing but electric cars, which are almost all from China. I'm not against Chinese people. That's the dominant force. Whenever I attack China, I see the attacks. Oh, God, covering up for Israel. They're the main power. No. China and Israel, by the way, has given a lot of our technology. True. I mean, I see that as a, if Israel's a 100-pound gorilla, the 1,000-pound gorilla is China. It's true. China is a true geopolitical adversary. Honestly, though, I, I maybe we disagree a little on this. I actually support China's rise. I support the Chinese-Russia coalition because I look at the American state, which has targeted people like you and me, and I think that the more that the American state recedes, the better that is for us. Yeah, but just because the people running us are bad doesn't mean in the vacuum we want the Chi-Coms. You get that, right? Like, 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 I'm not against the Russian people because China is expansionary. Putin cut weapons funding, pulled back. We're going to do organic farming and promote our families and have Russians. That, that is a beautiful message. I support Vladimir Putin in that. We need to have children. We're Christian. Organic farming. Russia is just trying to defend itself. China is was set up by the globalists. It's like cancer. It's expansionary. So just because Russia's run to China to save itself, I, I, you know, there was a big Russian-Sino split. The globalists always tried to make that split. Now they've caused that convergence. It, this gets into very sophisticated Rand Corporation projections, Nick. I think that the State Department and the Defense Department are very mobilized against China. I think they want a war with China. That's why. I like yeah, because they didn't keep there. following orders. And so you're right. It's kind of nice. There's a split, but it's like Hitler and Stalin had a deal till Operation Barbarossa in 42, 43, and then they they they, they butted heads. So I'm I'm saying, yeah, there's been a globalist alliance with China that's broken. But just because it's broken, just because I don't like the New World Order, the globalist doesn't mean I like Xi Jinping. I do like Xi Jinping though. I like because the so you like three million Muslims in in slave camps. I just I don't believe that's true. I think that's propaganda. <laughs> It's, seriously, I mean, when I when I you know I went in about it because I, I tore my Achilles nine years ago and it's almost completely gone. So I, my my right leg's a crutch now. I can still you know run, but not well. And I went to six different doctors in Houston, Austin, San Antonio, Dallas, and they all said, "Oh, don't worry, we got tissue grown in China." And when I asked to see the paperwork, they went at two of the places. They went, yeah, it's it's a cadaver. China's selling body parts, brother. My leg ain't fixed because I waited too long. I got to have a cadaver part, and I morally cannot be part of killing some Falun Gong person to get that. Because I, I already, I just can't have that in my life. 
I just think that when people talk about the Uyghur concentration camps, I just feel like that's State Department propaganda, like atrocity propaganda to get us to view China as evil rather than a geopolitical competitor. You know, Gee, I, what I think you're doing, Nick, I'm not trying to interrupt you. I'll try to shut up and stick a sock in my mouth for five minutes. I don't want to be accused of not giving you time. This is a great discussion, a great debate. China's own government admits that Mao Zedong killed at least 65 million of their own people. So during the, the Cultural Revolution, Great Leap Forward, they forced people to move off their farms and killed 60 plus million people. So, I mean, David Rockefeller endorsed Mao Zedong when he died in a New York Times op-ed. Are you really sure? I mean, because are you sure China's good? I'm not saying they're good. I'm just saying that I don't think it's, when we call them evil, this is what states do. Because the United States would never be whipped up into a frenzy to go to war with Russia, China, Iran, if they thought that they were just adversaries, if they thought that they were just competitors or rivals. So that's why in every case they need to say Putin is kidnapping orphans and he bombed a maternity ward and the Palestinians decapitated a million babies. No, I get it. They use that foreign threat to set up tyranny here. I totally agree. And well, and I think they do the same thing with the Uyghurs. I think that, you know, for example, they talk about the, uh, the social credit system in China. We have the same thing in America. We have a social credit system in America. It's hardly any different. In fact, it's worse because at least in China, the social credit system rewards good citizenship and America punishes good citizenship. So I, I feel like with a lot okay, of- Okay, well, let me just be clear. And Nick, maybe you might be smarter than I am, but I was really dumb when I was your age. I'm impressed by how smart you are at your age. So it's not a put down, you just learn a lot. I've studied Russia and other than being a strong arm and having problems, I find out of the whole world, the, the best public push for families and children and Christianity, because I see that. And I'm not a, I'm not a Russophile, I'm not a Russophobe, I just call it like I see it. When I see China with the human animal clones and all of it, man, I see the nastiest thing I've ever seen. I'll just be, I mean, brother, I do some studying, I, I love it. What I read what the Communist Party Central Committee puts out, and I'm telling you, China is bad. They're bad. The Communist Chinese are bad. Well, and I'm not. I'm not trying to uh, denigrate you, or I, I think you're more intelligent than me. I think you're the genius mastermind behind Infowars, and and it's uh, it's nothing like that. I just I'm skeptical, and here's why. I think that the United States is a, has become a very evil country too. I think that I agree. And, and yeah, and I think- Well, yeah, just because we're evil doesn't mean another evil's okay. Uh, so I, I think that the difference is the jurisdiction in China, they would support American dissidents where America doesn't. We, you and I are dissidents in the United States. That means that we support American sovereignty. And in a sense, we're sort of in like a knife fight with the powers that be, because if we win, they lose. It's a zero sum game. If we and the Americans become sovereign, that means that the globalists are no longer sovereign. So we are, total enemies. China is an adversary of the United States regime. And so necessarily China doesn't hate American dissidents as much as the American government does. Like I think about Snowden. When Snowden betrayed the NSA, where did he seek refuge? He sought refuge in Russia. And Russia was the only place that he could be safe. Yeah, China wouldn't give it to him. That's what I'm saying. Well, but Russia was the only place. I only see virtue out of Russia. 
They're the best house in a bad neighborhood. But so, in other words, the, the bigger that Russia and China are, to me, that's like the bigger the safe haven for people like you and I when they start trying to kill us. Because if the government tries to kill you and I, we can't go to South America. The CIA can get us there. If we go to the Middle East or anywhere else, they could get us there too. The only places where we'd be safe are the countries that are actually able to defend themselves from the United States. And so when I see Russia and China allied in the BRICS coalition to build an alternative system, to me, that's a system that I can participate in, whereas I can't participate in the American-led system. So I agree with you. I think that China does a lot of bad stuff. I don't think they're necessarily a good nation. You know, they're just like Israel, they're not Christian and they have prohibitions on the spread of Christianity. But I do think that they're better than what we have going on in the United States. I think on some fundamental level, it's almost like amorality being better than immorality. The United States is led by, you know, and I don't want to keep going back to it, but it's what it is. It's the ZOA on one side, it's the ADL on the other. On the one hand, it's these atheist, nihilist types, and they're totally against any kind of religion. They're totally against any conception of God and definitely against Christianity. On the other side, it's these religious foreign nationals that are trying to ban the gospel in the Holy Land. And even China recognizes that's who's really pulling the strings in Western society. They talk about it all the time. For them, it's just a, a geopolitical reality that when they confront the West, that's who they're dealing with. That's where the seat of power is. And so on the one hand, you have China that has really no morality. They've substituted Confucian tradition and they've substituted their Eastern philosophy. On our side, we have people that actively put Jesus up on the cross. And I sort of alluded to it earlier, but when you talk about like the creation of the state of Israel and you talk about World War I and you look at the role of types like Louis Brandeis, Louis Brandeis, who is the chief justice on the Supreme Court, and some say it was his personal intervention that convinced Woodrow Wilson to bring us to war in World War I. Louis Brandeis is part of a group called the Parashim, which is named after the Pharisees. And we all know what the Pharisees are responsible for. So when I see a battle between Confucian China, which is built on tradition, authority, respect for elders, uh, deference, that sort of thing, and I see America, which has now become just total anarchy, satanic godlessness, it doesn't mean I'm necessarily pro-China, but I'll take China over what we have going on now. I said on my show, I wish China would invade us. They would probably take black crime seriously. They take the border seriously. They wouldn't be going to war for Israel in the Middle East. So I, in some sense, I feel like maybe that would be an improvement over what we have now, at least if they're a check on our power. This is one of the big things that the anti-Israel lobby does that is dishonest. There are six major Hollywood production outfits. They've been bankrupt forever. And I said, decades ago, as I was reading a Wall Street Journal article, and I talked to people I do in Hollywood, they said, yeah, uh, Saudi Arabia is the second largest group, but, but China's buying up everything. Now that's all admitted. So the joke was, Jones says China and uh, Saudi Arabia own Hollywood. I was just reading headlines they were doing. Now China controls four of the six outlets, and it's admitted that they fund this anti-America race war narrative to destabilize us. So it's true China puts gays in prison, and it's true that they do all that, and that they're promoting three families or three children, nuclear families now. That, you know, Xi Jinping broke with the West wanting them to not have nuclear families because China's not under globalist control now. So it's kind of got its own version of its takeover. So I think China is in command of itself. That's why it's under attack. 
by the by the globalists. So you're absolutely right. But China is still funding the left and the poisoning of America, just like Islam is working with the left in America. So I'm just saying that we should spend our time some on China and some on Islam, because you know you're saying Judaism and, and Jewry, as you call it, uh, is this monolithic pillar. I, I don't even see that. Well, I said that there's factionalism there, but ultimately they are on the same team. And I, I gave you an example, the ADL crossed over and they said that MSNBC has to fire all their pro-Palestine guys. And by the way, I agree with you. The Saudis are influential, the Emiratis, the Qataris are influential. They've got a lot of money and they lobby our politicians. Yeah, they're buying up golf and everything else. Yeah, and, I, and I'm with you on that. And same thing with China. I think that we should prohibit China from buying land in America. I do too. Because then, and buying companies. So I agree with DeSantis on that. What do you make of DeSantis and this legislation that literally outlaws criticizing Israel? Well, I think uh, it has a lot to do with him hanging out with Miriam Adelson before he announced his campaign. I think that he runs Florida, and there's a heavy Jewish presence in South Florida. You know, it's New York, L.A., and South Florida. Yeah, but, I mean, you think the average American Jew really wants to ban free speech? I mean, because this is crazy. This is crazy. I agree. I don't think the average Jew wants to ban BDS, but I think that's the work of a very powerful Israel lobby. You know, because he signed that bill... Not this one, but he signed a similar one in Israel. He takes all his, his first foreign trip as a congressman, he took to Israel. His first foreign trip as governor, he took to Israel. Before he announced his candidacy, he went on a three country trip. And the first one was Israel where he met Miriam Adelson and a couple of other big Zionist donors. And, and this is where you get them signing these laws. And this is by the way, where the ZOA criticism of the ADL comes from, because they say the ADL is promoting people like Ilhan Omar and BLM, which in turn support Hamas. So they don't criticize ADL for being anti-white. They criticize ADL for, for basically being implicitly pro-Palestine. Why would the ADL openly fund the the curriculum that whites are inherently evil? That is so racist. That is, it's, 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 it's Hitler, babe. I agree. Yeah, I mean, they hate whites. They absolutely hate whites. And, and they talk about they want America to be a white minority country. They want America to lose. What is the point of that if the majority of white people are pro-Israel? Well, I think that the point of that is that this is a quote from Brett Stevens. Brett Stevens used to write at Jerusalem Post. Now he's at New York Times. He's like a big neocon hawk. He wrote this book, American Retreat. And it's actually interesting. It predicted a lot of what's happening now. But he's in favor of all these wars. And Brett Stevens, he did a debate with Rabbi Shmuley four or five years ago about Trump. And the question is, is Trump good for the Jewish people? And I always love this quote because I think it summed it up nicely. He said that he's against Trump because Trump is hostile to the liberal international principles that have been so good to Jews. And when you really interrogate and think about it, and, you know, Hitler talked about the same thing. It's that when you look at a, a truly open society, a truly liberal, international, open society, that tends to be where the Jewish diaspora feels the most comfortable. You know, because a lot of these liberal Jewish people, they don't want to move to Israel. They like living in Europe and America. But they also, like Sarah Silverman, when they see an American flag go up, it reminds them of Hitler. And maybe you've seen that clip. She says, my boyfriend put an American flag up in the front lawn and it made me think of Hitler. And so they have this sort of histrionic fear of nationalism or of white solidarity because they recognize that in, in any kind of country that's Christian nationalist or God forbid, if there's a white nation, well, they're gonna stick out like a sore thumb and be the aliens. So it sort of behooves them for a country to be as diverse and sort of Star Wars cantina as possible because 
But and isn't isn't people that support that fighting the last war? They're like fighting the, the, the dark age. I mean, the West supports Israel, but I mean, the left does want to get rid of the West. And now they're reaping the rewards of that. They're being destroyed by their own actions. Yeah, and, and that's true. And I think that, but by the same token, when that happens, they're able to flex <coughs> and defend themselves. Like, you know, in England and France, they start deporting people immediately, which is amazing because the Muslim rape gangs have been there forever. They've been causing all kinds of problems. People have talked out about it and gotten censored for it. When they start supporting Hamas, deport it instantly, revoke their visas, explore every option. So the jury's out on Mike Johnson. You know, he called for Pelosi's arrest. He says he's against the Ukraine war, but he also voted for it. Uh, I'm not ready to pass judgment on the new speaker. We're gonna have to do some major research on that before we do. You're a pretty informed person, Nick Fuentes. What do you think? Well, I don't know much about Mike Johnson. He was pretty far down the list. You know, they went through Scalise and Jordan and Emmer and Donalds. And so this is really, I think this is what, their fourth or fifth guy. And I don't know that much about him. Uh, but I will say that generally speaking, this is probably one of the biggest wins from congressional Republicans in a long time. They're exercising their power. Yeah, exactly. I think what Matt Gates did was brilliant because Republicans are allergic to fighting. They like to say that, well, if we tried to shut down the government with the debt ceiling or with the continuing resolution, well, we just lose because we don't have the Senate. We don't have the White House. And they say, well, you know, we have to have all these rhinos and these competitive districts and you have to vote for them because who's it going to be a Democrat? And so Republicans, they don't even want to engage in the battle. It seems like we win election after election. We win the House, Senate, White House. Regardless of the combination, we never get what we want, whether we have all three or we have one or we have two of the chambers of the House or the White House. It never seems to make a difference. We always see the Democrats are able to control the political agenda. So with Matt Gates this time, I think it's the first time, maybe since Eric Panter lost his primary, that the actual base of the GOP won a real victory by getting McCarthy out. Because the Republican base delivered, they gave the GOP a majority. The establishment came in and said, well, you have to deal with McCarthy. Nobody wanted him, but they shoved him down our throats. They said, this is the only guy that can have it. And thankfully, Matt Gates stood tall and said, well, maybe McCarthy's the only viable guy, but we'll have to have some conditions. We want a contract. We want an enforcement mechanism. And thankfully, ultimately, when McCarthy failed on the debt limit, when he failed to deliver the tapes from January 6th, when he failed on the continuing resolution by allying with the Democrats, we had the ability to kick him out. And even though I don't think there's really a great option to replace him, it sent a message to the establishment that the base isn't just going to accept whatever the establishment shoves down their throat. And so, and you're right, we we had actual real people power from the MAGA caucus. And and really, he's the only one that's leading. I've been very disappointed with Green and Gosar and many others who I've been friendly with in the past. It seems like Gates is the only one that really even wants to fight over there, so. Well, I think it's very important to note the people that just tuned in, we're being honest. I, I don't know Representative Mike Johnson. I, I knew who he was, but I'm not going to give you an opinion until I know. And you know, on MSNBC and CNN or ABC, they're going to tell you, what, what, yeah, I'm going to have to do a deep dive on this guy. Yeah, same. I don't know that much about him, uh, but I've seen some good things, some bad things. I'm very skeptical, though. I'm skeptical because... Well, yeah, how do you get the votes? I mean... Jim Jordan looks pretty good. I don't I mean, I don't know how they, I don't know. Well, yeah, and that's that's the thing, is that these McCarthy guys, these- Maybe they got something on him. Yeah, potentially. People ask, why are Republicans wimps? 
pussies. Well, they indict you for a crooked toenail if you go against them. Yeah. That's right. Believe me, I've been experiencing responding to the federal grand juries myself. It's been a lot of fun. Well, yeah, everyone that's been a fighter like Cawthorn, they just dumped their oppo file on him and they made him lose his primary. Dropped a bunch of embarrassing dirt and they punished him because he made some offhand remark about D.C. sex parties and pedophilia and stuff like that. Same thing with Gates. Gates has been a, a firebrand and he's been taking the fight to Washington. Well, he made it through the attacks. Well, exactly, because they, they came at him with the DOJ investigation. So you're exactly right. Anybody that stands up and says something, and it comes from their own party. It comes from the Republicans. Well, it's like Jim Jordan. While he was a coach, some other coach might have done something. Or, or oh, Matt Gates five years ago, might have been on a private jet with a 17-year-old. It, 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 again, it's so obvious what they're doing. Totally. It's uh, the whole city is run basically on blackmail, and that's how they keep everybody in line. Everybody rather go along with the agenda from the establishment because they know that the alternative is they get the, the dirt dropped on them. They get law enforcement, litigation, lose the election, whatever it is. Well, Nick, Nick, let's talk about you. People wonder where you came from. You're a young guy. How old are you? What got you politically engaged? I'm 25. I was, uh, I've been involved in politics since I was like 12. I, uh, I started reading Thomas Sowell and Milton Friedman. That's how I got started. And I just devoured everything, all the libertarian literature, all the Austrian school stuff, Chicago school stuff. I was a Did you like the Von Mises Institute? Oh yeah, Mises, absolutely. I, I read Mises. I read uh, On Credit and Money, which is one of the seminal Austrian school books. And, um, and then the Trump revolution happened and it totally shook my worldview because Trump came in and made me think about our nation as opposed to uh, the market. And he's a quote pro-Israel guy, but being attacked by the Israel lobby. So what, how do you juxtapose that? How do you center that up in your view? Well, because if you remember, Trump came in very hot about the Iraq war. Trump opposed the Iraq war in 03. And in 15 and 16, Trump was really on Jeb Bush's case because he said, you need to say the Iraq war was a mistake. And he said something I'll never forget at South Carolina. He said the World Trade Center came down. That's not keeping us safe. They said there were weapons of mass destruction. There weren't any, and they knew there weren't any. Well, that's right. And he also said you should be in jail to Hillary. He also, on 9-11 the day after, called into radio and TV shows, and so we played it many times, and said bombs blew it up. Yeah. Yeah, because he's an art. Well, not an architect, but he's a he's, developer. He's a lot of architects, yeah. Right, and so he knows that the structure of the He said, tower, I've talked to my architects. Yeah, and, and anybody will say, any engineer will say the way that building was... Well, the Japanese top designer that designed it designed it for a jumbo jet's head. Right. Multiple. Exactly, because of the frame and the, the interior core. Um, and so I think that when Trump came out there and said all that stuff, that's why all these uh, neocons became never Trumpers, because he said, and Tucker said this recently. Skip the break. He said the cardinal sin that Trump made is that he went against the wars, because that's the thing that... That's right. That's why they don't like him. So let me ask you this, because one of your biggest criticisms is people sit back, and, and, and maybe it's tongue-in-cheek, I'm sure it is. You say, I don't get the exact quote, there's nothing more gay than being obsessed with women, or whatever the quote is. It's something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. And I think it would be really good for your PR, plus it's a lot of fun. Why don't you get married and have some babies? People, would, I think you're, uh, the best advice I can give you, Nick, is get a girlfriend, get married. Man, you'd be even, uh, plus it's a lot of fun to have kids and be married. Well, where are you on, uh, what, what was the quote about it's gay to be into women? I said the gayest thing. What did I say? I said the straightest thing is to be an asexual incel. But I said that in the context here, you know, you're, you're a guy, you know, you're an entertainer. You say 
you ham it up a little bit. It's a joke. Things. Yeah, uh, partially. But the point is this. There's a lot of guys. One of my favorite rants you ever did, you said that young men today don't care about Magellan or Columbus. They care about Justin Bieber. They care about silly stuff. And I think one of the big problems... No, you're right. Is, women just for women is a distraction. Exactly. Yeah. The, the simping that goes on, uh, these guys, they're basically like male feminists. And their whole obsession is sex, women, girlfriend, that sort of thing. And even the whole arrangement these days, you know, you have these guys, they'll date a woman for 10 years and not get married. They'll date a woman, they'll cohabitate, then they don't get... Then they, then they get married and then they get divorced. And it's just a lot of silly stuff. Let me give out. you a little advice. When the baby's born, you're going to love it, and something's going to flip in your head. But when it's sitting on your knee at six months, man, you're a whole nother man. Hmm. Everybody should have children. Yeah. It is magic. You ever want to have children? Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have kids in my life, but, you know, right now. But I figure that clip was out of context, because I've seen other stuff you said. Yeah. But that's what they did. Yeah. Like, I was on Bannon, you know, and I was like, we don't want to go in. It's a trap. We yeah. shouldn't do it. But if you're going to do it, here's how you do it. Oh, he wants to carpet bomb guys. I didn't say that. It was, it was a statement within that debate. Right. Well, and I sort of like when they take it out of context because I'm, I'm so censored. It's almost like you need the outrage. You need the provocation for people even to talk about it. And, you know, people then tune into my show. They watch the whole thing and they go, actually, I think I kind of agree, you know, because I'd, I'd like to get married and everything. I have pretty conventional views on that. But I think that. Um, you got a girlfriend? No, not, not right now. Well, you're a good looking guy, man. It's pretty easy. <laughs> Thanks. What uh, kind of girl? What, 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 what in your mind? You, uh, like the vision of a woman, her behavior is the most important thing, but who she is. But what, what, what you like brunettes, you like blondes, you like redheads? I like, like an Italian girl, I'd like a brunette Italian girl with light eyes. But it's very important to me. I'm really looking at it. I want a genetic, I'm looking at it from a genetic point of view. I'm going a little Hitler here. Well, you got to look at the parents. Exactly. I want to know that her, I want my kids to have hair, you know, so I want, I want her parents to have good hair. I want, I want her to be smart. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have one. But I'm joking. A lot of having hair is not a de denominator of smarts. True. Well, yeah, and I agree with so that. So you want to marry like spy chiefs and rocket scientists like my family? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kind of combine um, both sides like, you know. That's right. Yeah. Get, you, you, know, you and me coming together, produce the ultimate. Oh, we're going to get married now. <laughs> yeah, you and me are going to get married. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? Nick, you're a handsome guy, but I'm not a dude. Maybe Sorry. Or Uncle Hitler coming together. <laughs> no. <laughs> But, uh, Daddy and baby Hitler. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so probably an Italian uh, person. The problem. Are you Italian? What's your genetic background? I'm a ha I'm half Italian, quarter Irish, quarter Mexican. Wow. So I'm an ethnic. I'm an American ethnic. Tell us about all your background family. What different folks? Uh, well, well, I'm fifth generation, so they all came here roughly a hundred hundred or so years ago. On you all got the hybrid vigor going on. Yeah, exactly. I got like the the Indian chieftain thing, like. You know, Charles Johnson says that's why I'm a maniac because of the Mexican side. They called my great grandfather Injun Joe because he was a fighter and he looked like an Indian, looked like a, you know, tribal Indian. Uh, but I really identify with the Italian side because they were more like eccentric and really into politics and stuff like that. Uh, they actually worked. Uh, I talked on the previous show, we talked about Italians running the sewers in Chicago. Uh, one of my Italian ancestors worked in the sewer. And my great-grandfather, who was a shoemaker, came up and said, hey, get up. We don't work in the sewer. And then that guy who worked in the sewer became a multimillionaire, had a jet and farm and all this kind of stuff. Uh, so I, I really identify with... What the about family. the Irish? 
the Irish real get your grudges from them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, grudges against uh, you know Bannon and the rest. They're they're a real troublesome bunch. The Irish are all Democrats. They're all Union Democrat types. Chicago, you know, city machine politics types. Well, Bannon's not though. Right. No, I'm talking about my grandma on that uh, Irish side. They don't watch my show. So, but uh, but I love the Yeah, Irish. what's your family think of what you're doing? I mean, they don't agree with everything I say, but they support what I'm doing. Uh, you know, my parents, they're real boomers. They're like, go and do whatever makes you happy, man. Well, I'll say this. When the universities and the public schools and the elementary schools are teaching white people are bad, I say to the left and CNN and ADL, all bets are off. You can't point at this guy with race-based politics when he's a two and you're a 10 and then say he's the devil. You just, I mean, that, that that's where I'm at. I've tried to sell Americana. I've really tried to get everybody on the same page. I've done the best job I can. I believe in everybody. But my, my, my six and a half year old daughter's homeschooled, but we put her in a lot of exercise camps. She's like a little Arnold Schwarzenegger. And she came home a few weeks ago and told me she was at this camp where they, during the break at lunch, they aired over the air speakers. She really doesn't make stuff up. This is adult stuff. She's super smart. Veronica. And she told me, they told me white people are bad. Am I bad? And it's over, folks. Done. Pass the Rubicon. You want it? You got it now. You mess with my six-year-old. It's over. So, you you wanted it. You finally got what you wanted. Because I'm not gonna have you teach my daughter she's bad and she's white. Fuck you. Fuck you for that. You pieces of fucking leftist shit. So that's where I'm at. Well, gloves are off now. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. They mess with people's kids, and there's a different side coming out now. And it's it's happening to you. It's happening to all. Well, we tried to protect her from them, but it's, you see where it came out. They have lawyers teaching them how to teach critical race theory at swim team or volleyball. It's the damn cult doesn't want to just cut your son's dick off. They literally want to brainwash your children. So, okay, gloves are off. Yeah, and yeah, everybody's on the same page on that. It's a total war, you know. And when you when you said you're shaving the head, you're going Lex Luthor. And when we did that during Stop the Steal, I felt that because it's like, this is the battle for humanity. And I'm with you. The anti-white stuff, the anti-human, anti-Christian, that's what the transgender stuff is, is anti-human. It sterilizes our kids. Yeah, chemical, physical castration. And they destroy them even before that, the way that Well, when I learned that, and she told me this adult stuff that she, like they had them at lunch playing over loudspeakers, it flipped the switch. It was like, okay, I, you can't go past that. Yeah, it focuses the mind when they attack your family. You know, that's when you realize what's really at stake here. It's not abstract, it's not conceptual. They're a war with- They're trying to brainwash children. Mm-hmm. And your children. Not and I read the news. They're covertly everywhere. They keep files on kids in the public schools and hide it from the parents. I mean, it's like, whoa, you're going to teach my beautiful daughter she's bad because she's white? I mean, fuck you. I, I mean, that's all I can say is burn in hell, man. If I, you want to make it, you got it. You got what you wanted. Yeah. Well, and that's the important thing. is Because they started it. They drew first blood. They did. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we wanted to be left alone. We're patriots. We want to go and do our thing and, you know, work hard. And Well, let's be clear. It's not the average Hispanic or black person that's doing this. No. It's the establishment. Whoever that is. 100%. You declared war on my children. Okay. You, 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 you attacked my daughter. Game over. You want it. You got it. So this is the change. It's here. Get used to it, folks. Absolutely. Well, and Hispanics and Blacks, I think, are with us. I think a lot of them see it, too. Would know? they like their child being told their bagels are Black? 
No, absolutely. What the hell? I mean, that is like some little beautiful black child who just loves the universe, loves everybody. My daughter loves everybody. She's like, Daddy, am I bad because I'm white? I, I was like, excuse me? She said, well, they just said we're bad and we take advantage and we're bad. She's really smart. I mean, like, all my kids are all smart, but like, she's like super smart, super articulate. And I was like hearing like what they did. And I was like, they literally raped my daughter's mind. But she, I mean, it, it's outrageous. Yeah, it's unacceptable. The left raped my daughter's brain, and now I'm going to crush you. But God, what scum. Who could teach a five-year-old, oh, you're not a boy, you're a girl, and then secretly keep files to keep it from the parents, and then set them up, and now major hospitals, look at this, hospital network tells parents they'll no longer be able to view managing children's prescriptions. Your seven-year-old goes in to get a checkup, and they go, oh, you're really a girl, and they put you in a database. They're literally stealing our children. And a little girl's at a sports camp and they go to lunch and over the loudspeaker, white people are bad. Are you white? You hurt people. And they're like, I'm, I'm white. Wow, that is, that is rape. Psychic, psychological Oh, humans are bad for the earth. Oh, you're not really the sex you are. The abuse, they are literally abusing our children as with psychologists writing it. How can we hurt children? How can we screw them up? How can we destroy their innocence? You got the floor. Go ahead. Baby I'm with Hitler. you. <laughs> That's the thing. I think whatever our disagreements, we all have to come together and oppose a globalist. Well, we beat uh, Hitler. Now we're facing things far worse. 100%. Well, because they're motivated by the devil. I mean, it's nothing short of Satanism. And it's coming what, from... What, teaching six-year-old girls are bad or white? That's not evil? It is. That's what I'm saying. That's devil. That's straight up from the devil. It is from Satan. Yeah, they cross the line. You can lie about me, but not my kids, man. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and they're doing that to this entire country. It's our entire progeny are being sent to war, genitals chopped off, sold into debt slavery. It's because the people that lead the country, they don't love God and they hate this country. They're not loyal to this country. They're not loyal to us. They're not loyal to the human species. No, no, they worship death. And I think they commune with demons. That's the only thing that explains Oh, it's Skull and Bones. They do weeks of chanting to become possessed. Yeah, it's... Uh, Two minutes to break, Nick. Keep going. It's... No, and I'm with you. I think that anybody that's against children like that, that's the real enemy. And we see who it is, you know, and it's people that are killing kids here, people killing kids everywhere else. It's Christians that believe in God, that believe in the integrity of the human design, men and women, sanctity of marriage, against everybody else, regardless of what they are. And that's why, in some sense, I see a little kinship even with the Muslims. Because like you said, like in Dearborn, they're protesting this stuff, too. I'm not in favor of, I'm not Muslim. No, but I mean, I, mean, I think the lesser of two evils is the Muslims compared to Hollywood. Exactly. Yeah, because even the Muslims would say, don't touch our kids. Don't cut our kids' genitals off. Even they understand. Female genital mutilation? Well, they don't just understand. They'll stand up. Right. They go out there and fight. Well, I said maybe maybe if, if, if Christianity won't stand up, maybe Islam is. I mean, you know what I mean? If right. Christianity doesn't show up, I mean, maybe it's Islam. That's what I'm saying. That doesn't make me a Muslim. Doesn't mean I love that whole situation, but Christians won't fight, but they need to. And Andrew Tate, you know, I've seen his appearances on this show, and he's obviously a Muslim, and he says it. He says, you know, the Christians won't stand up. And sadly, as a Christian, I have so to So he wants to be right. with the fighters. Right. That's why he joined Islam. And I get it. Sneeko did the same thing. He's a friend of mine, and he said, I have to go with the Muslims because they're the ones standing up to all this stuff. Now, 
I think that the solution, because Christianity is true, is that we just need the Christians to stand up. But Christians are afraid of losing their jobs or getting canceled or stuff like that. We need people to get bold. Well, they're not really Christians. No, that's cowardice. This has been an incredible debate. You're a bad baby Hitler. <laughs> You're bad. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're not in the KKK. We love everybody, but we're not going to roll over. Right. Right. Yeah, we're not going to roll over and let them rape our kids, rape their minds, cut off their genitals. We're here to fight. We're here to fight for God. We're here to fight for I mean, it's so America. bad. My homeschool daughter got hit. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's it's... Well, and that's just it. It's affecting everybody. You know, even the people that are involved, like you and I, we may think we're in. She can't go to a sports camp. I mean, these yeah. people as a day. You imagine parents that don't know are not trying to protect them. How bad it is? Oh, yeah. That's where you get all these trans types. That's where you get all these radicals because they get touched and raped by the teachers. And like you say, these are the people that the parents don't even know what's going on. You're on top of it. So you're right, we're not going to roll over, but we've had a good discussion. And my being here and your willingness to have me, I think, is proof that this is the free speech platform. That's why they hate you, because they can't control And you're on the war room today, 3 p.m. Central. Owen can't be on because he's in solitary confinement right now. You're going to be on with Harrison Smith today. Yes. Yeah, I'll be on later. Love Harrison Smith. Everybody deserves as an adult to hear what you want. You tune into Hollywood. It's pure evil. They have their free speech. But we need to let listeners remember, you don't get to hear Nick Fuentes or Alex Jones without support, and you'll get to hear it without promoting it. So everybody has a right to hear it. Everybody should realize your job is to boost the signal of what the system doesn't want. So how do people hear your show? You can find me on rumble.com slash Nick J. Fuentes and cozy.tv slash Nick.